0: Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers
1: podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them locked on sent you. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. Well, rejoined finally by David Harrison. But you can check out everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at lockedonbucks, at jarko underscore bucks, at dharrison82, and at bucks underscore nation would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners if you're new to the show welcome we're excited to be back took some time off for the fourth of july weekend holiday but here we are coming to you today tomorrow and friday for all your buccaneers needs
1: yeah, and we've got so we've got three episodes this week. We've got three episodes next week. And then James, the following week, we're back five days a week for the duration of the rest of the offseason, preseason, regular season, and then all the way up to the Super Bowl through the NFL draft, just like we were this year. So the uh, the dead season, as they like to call it, is almost over. So we've got a few more episodes of rankings, projections, we'll get into some fantasy stuff. Greco sent us a question uh, over the weekend on Twitter about fantasy, we've got that. Uh, We've got some requests for a fantasy league, so we'll have to discuss that and see if that is an undertaking that James wants to be the commissioner for. But in the meantime, we're gonna continue to react to some rankings before we probably do some more of our own. And James, we've got ESPN dropping top 10 position group players. Uh, courtesy of jeremy fowler and we're going to start off with edge rushers which dropped on espn plus on monday and so if you haven't gotten a chance to read that or you don't want to pay to read it we're going to give it to you right here because we're nice guys number one james miles garrett from the cleveland browns number two tj watt of the pittsburgh steelers joey bosa from the San Francisco, or sorry from the los angeles chargers khalil mack coming in fourth with chicago bears Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals, Von Miller of the Denver Broncos, Chase Young of the Washington football team, Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers, Cam Jordan of some team somewhere, Daniil Hunter, and then that's the top 10. So no Buccaneers on the list, no JPP. Shaq Barrett did receive some votes, but he was not in the top 10. He was an honorable mention along with names like Frank Clark, Z'Darrius Smith, Brian Burns, Matt Judon, and Bud Dupree. And in the article, Fowler quotes one AFC executive of saying about Shaq, quote, he's a pure pass rusher and very talented, but not sure he's a comp- as complete a player as others on this list. The Bucks need to wait and see on him with the franchise tag, but he was great in the playoffs and is a hell of a player. But if we're talking top 10, that's a tough sell for me, end quote. So obviously the Buccaneers did not wait, and they did not go with the franchise tag again. Instead, using the franchise tag on Chris Godwin, Signing Shaquille Barrett to an actual extension, so the Buccaneers, at least for the short, you know, next next couple years or so, are married to Shaquille Barrett. So, James, do you agree with this AFC executive that maybe the Buccaneers should have given it another year of franchise tag before committing to him? Long, not long, long term, but longer term, I suppose, longer than one year, right? And do you agree with the fact that he's not top ten on this list and that he's not as complete? as the other 10 players on this list.
0: Well, I kind of took what the AFC executives said a little bit differently. I I read it as they needed to wait and see before he got the long term and they gave him the franchise tag. Now he he has the new contract. I didn't I didn't interpret it as him saying that the Bucks should have given him the franchise tag yet again. But as far as the list is concerned, I really I don't have a huge problem with Shaq Barrett not being in the top 10, and I realize that might surprise some people. I have more of a problem with Cam Jordan being in the top 10 than Shaq not being in the top 10 because Cam Jordan, he's a guy that loves to run his mouth, but he doesn't always show up in in the biggest of moments. And when the moments were biggest last year, Shaq did show up. And, of course, I'm talking about the postseason. I think Shaq has a little bit more to prove before he's consistently talked about being in this in this top 10 group he had a massive massive season took a couple steps back last year but then came on strong at the end of the year so no i i don't have a huge problem with how this list shook out
1: yeah i mean when you when you consider the fact that you know they're talking to players they're talking to coaches they're talking to executives to get this list you're talking to so many evaluators that you cannot really kind of confine the the stipulations to how these people are they're going to evaluate these players the way that they evaluate players right and, and some of it's going to be potential I mean you look at Nick Bosa and and the talent is undeniable when you see him on the field he's obviously talented same goes with his brother Joey Bosa but both of them have as much as they have talent in common they also have another thing in common and that is injury problems they both have very significant injury problems that they need to overcome or their careers are going to be derailed because of it so if you look at that factor like why is Nick Bosa on here when Shaquille Barrett just spent the last two seasons being one of the better pass rushers in the national football league two years ago was the best pass rusher in the national football league. And he's not coming off of a worrisome injury that could potentially catapult Shaq Barrett into the top 10. But when you look at what do these guys do when they're on the field, I think, I think I have to agree with this AFC executive and yeah. And the way that you read it, you, you could be correct in saying that they should have franchised had him last year before committing to him, so I agree with, with that potentially being the way that this executive meant that. And, yeah, I can't – honestly, I would like to see Shaquille Barrett, you know, 10th, maybe 9th over Cam Jordan. I mean, not for nothing, but Cam Jordan uh, and Joey Bosa, I suppose. But to give a little bit of credit to Joey Bosa, he was also injured when he faced Tristan Wirth. Uh Cam Jordan got stoned by, by a rookie – offensive lineman Shaquille Barrett didn't have that happen to him at least not in the last two years so I mean if we're if we're gonna start evaluating people but that's more pettiness towards Cam Jordan than anything else I think right um, so yeah like you I can't find a whole lot of holes in this list happy to see Shaquille Barrett getting some love but like you again another season of doing what he's been doing another playoff run of having the impact he did last year or this past season Uh, should get him on this top 10 list next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we move on to another list, we have to talk about some friends of ours and some friends that uh, as long as everything goes all right tonight, you know, since everything went wrong on Monday night, but they're going to be paying me quite a bit of money. And that's our friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and the Stanley Cup finals are coming to a close Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC. And MMA action before the next puck drop. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit in the penalty box anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs, through the finals. The Suns of the Bucks. I'm rooting for David. Are you rooting for the Suns? I'm rooting for the Suns.
1: I'm rooting for anybody that any team that has Devin Booker on it.
0: Fair enough. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on. All one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. To receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Back now for segment two here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. David Harrison, James Jarko on Twitter at dharrison82 at jarko underscore bucks. The show Locked on Bucks at Locked on Bucks over on Twitter again. And like James said, and exiting segment one here for segment two. We've got another list, another set of rankings again from ESPN+. Uh, this time, top defensive tackle. So kind of catching up on this series. It will continue to go. We will continue to bring you these rankings and our reactions to those rankings. And James, this one might be a little bit more... Surprising, Maybe not. I mean, we'll we'll go through it. But the top 10 defensive tackles in the National Football League, according to, again, this this was a poll of players, of coaches, of executives. You know, so a nice little mix-up, a mash-up of personalities and evaluation, uh, you know, uh, points of view from the National Football League. Number one, Aaron Donald. I don't think there's any surprise there. Number two, Chris Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs. DeForest Buckner comes in third. Cam Hayward, fourth. Fletcher Cox, fifth. Jeffrey Simmons, sixth. Leonard Williams, seventh. Stefan Tua, eighth. So, two Steelers on this list. Vita Vea coming in at ninth. And then Grady Jarrett from the Atlanta Falcons, tenth place overall. And the, uh, the, the article there, when, when getting to Vita Vea, credited or quoted one NFL GM commenting on Vita Vea and saying he's a serious, he's got serious physics of mass and explosion. I think that's a pretty accurate way of of describing him. Then again, according to another NFC executive quote, once he got back in the playoffs, they were different. You couldn't do anything against them. Vita can rush the passer, has force. More a Debo, referring to the Friday character, not a craftsman. If he wants to get in, he gets in end quote James this kind of brings me back to my draft evaluation of Vita so I want to get your thoughts on what was said about Vita Vea and then of course the ninth place ranking
0: yeah he's he's an absolute wrecking ball there's no question about it and uh I I like I like the line he's uh serious physics of mass and explosion that's that's a great line whichever GM said like said that Uh, That's absolutely fantastic. And again, I'm really kind of surprised at myself, and I'm a little disappointed that this didn't lead to a soapbox moment. Um, But this is back-to-back ESPN rankings that I'm actually pretty okay with. I think Vita Vea, if he gets through a 16-game, I'm sorry, 17-game season healthy and doesn't miss any games due to injury, we're talking he's going to move into the top five. This is a guy that missed the majority of last season. Came back, you know, in in the playoffs, and he ranks number nine on this list. So a full season of Vita Vea, I think, easily moves him into the top five. And honestly, a full season of Vita Vea might move Shaq Barrett into the top ten. You know, from the list that we talked about in segment one, because you and I discussed the difference in Shaq Barrett's numbers when Vita Vea is on the field versus when he was off the field last year. And we're talking, you know, full quarterback pressure per game, higher average. I think he had almost a sack per game, better average with Vea on the field. So this is a defense that complements each other, but nobody opens things up for the pass rushers on this Buccaneers defense the way Vita Vea does. And these, these, nfl gms and executives and and scouts and everyone are taking notice that a guy that played seven games last year six games last year is a top 10 defensive tackle in the league
1: yeah absolutely and i mean and to your credit there i mean looking at the espn polling uh the highest the vita vea was ranked by one of these people who contributed to the polling was fifth place so there's at least one person out there who views Vita Vey as a top five defensive tackle again despite having missed all the time that he missed they still believe he's a top five guy in the National Football League the lowest so the floor for Vita uh, in these rankings was 14th but then you look at it a little bit of a step further tied with with Chris Jones being the second youngest defensive tackle on this list period everybody else is older uh, than he and Chris Jones Jeffrey Simmons coming in as the youngest guy out of the group so I mean Time is on your side. And then again, health coming back. Uh, not only is it huge that he was able to come back, we got some questions about that towards the end of the regular season last year about whether or not Vita Vea, OJ Howard would be able to come back for the playoff run. And I remember we, that we were more optimistic about Vita coming back than we were OJ coming back. It does turn out, obviously, that Vita was able to come back. I do want to highlight something here, James, and this is a kudos to Mr. Fowler there over at ESPN, because this is something that we talk about a lot on this show. We talk about being kind of, you know, the, being the local picture, you know, looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're just kind of having that focus just on Tampa. It's easy for us to see like the Indomitian Sioux contributions where it doesn't hit the stat box, but it hits the field in a very real way. And Fowler actually writes in here, and I'm going to quote him here: quote, the six foot four, three hundred and forty-seven pounder doesn't have the gaudy stats, but doesn't need them. His one tackle in two playoff games doesn't begin to describe his impact, end quote. And that I think shows a little bit of a shift. And I think Buccaneers fans are going to appreciate that a little bit because we know there's this kind of stigma surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization that no matter what the Buccaneers do, no matter how many good players they have, you look at Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans. Has more thousand yard seasons to start an NFL career than any receiver in NFL history, yet he has nowhere near the amount of Pro Bowl berths or All Pro attention as any of those guys do. Now, granted, Randy Moss, you know the, the record, the guy who held the record before Mike Evans set it this last season, had more, a lot more scoring going on in, in his offense with his situation, but he was also playing, you know, at the beginning with a Hall of Famer and Chris Carter, and I would argue that hey, he, he probably had better quarterback play. I'm not going through all the quarterbacks there, but just kind of using my memory to serve. I think he had better quarterback play than what Mike Evans has had a lot of for his part of the season. So a little bit of that contributes to all of that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, Vita Vea already reaching fifth place in somebody's mind out there despite missing a lot of the season. And that's even more significant because last year Vita wasn't even on this list. Vita Vea wasn't even ranked last year when ESPN went out into this list. So you think about the impact that Vita Vea made to go out – as early as he did in the season come back for the playoffs and that's it that's all he played still that was enough not just in the media's mind but in the minds of executives coaches and players like that's 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 who's being pulled here so we kind of go back james to our nfl top 100 projections did you have vita vea in your top 100 your nfl top 100 i don't believe i did I didn't, and that's no disrespect to Vita Vea. No, it's really no. mostly just the injury and the lack of, you know, the best abilities, availability, and and kind of believing that the league, you know, the players that are polled, would probably weigh that a little bit heavier than others. Now, granted, he's the ninth defensive tackle. Are there going to be nine defensive tackles on the NFL top 100 when you mix in all the other position groups? I don't know that that's going to happen. But I think James, that what this shows is that at least to a little extent, maybe we're actually selling. Vita short in this situation with the injury and maybe the the people in the league are respecting his contributions when he is healthy more than maybe we are.
0: That's a fair point. That really is a fair point and I think I don't know David we're kind of in a situation where we tend to give a little bit more credit towards Buccaneers players than the, the outside media does because we are so close to the situation but maybe because we're so close to the situation we kind of almost uh almost take vita veya's impact for granted because he does have the injury issues and we know how impactful he is when he's on the field. So we almost kind of overlook it. Whereas you know what this list shows and, and exactly what you're saying is that you know other other teams, other you know high ranking people across the NFL are taking notice. That when this guy is on the field, he is absolutely unquestionably one of the best to do it. And it doesn't matter that he only played half of the games, less than half of the games. He's already earned that spot on the top 10 as one of the best in the league at his position.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with everything you just said there. And it's very encouraging and looking forward to hopefully 17 games of Vita Vey on the field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2021. That's coming right around the corner. Cause like you said, he is one of the best to do it in the game. And another company that is the best to do it in their game is Built Bar. And they're in the protein bar game, but not only is it a protein bar, it's it's a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor, strawberry and orange back in stock for the summer. I just looked on there today, James, German chocolate cake. if, If that's a flavor that you enjoy, that's back on the side as well outside of those you can still get coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel there's going to be a flavor for you if you don't know what you like try the mixed box get two of each of those nine standard flavors figure out what you like if you like a little bit of the fruitier flavor maybe go try that orange try that strawberry if you like the brownie ones maybe go get that german chocolate cake because not only are built bars best tasting they're also healthy most of these bars have 17 grams of protein just 130 calories with only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs order today get your raspberry your mint brownie that mix box whatever you want go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off of your order again that's promo code lock 15 15 off at built.com
0: this episode also of course is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and bottles it is now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket why choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership don't do that Visit our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low and the same for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor, motor oil and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison, BucksNation.com. Find us on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at D Harrison 82 And we're going to wrap things up today with a little bit of Buccaneers news. Now, as, as David said at the beginning of the show, you know, we have a couple of things we're going to talk about throughout the week. We have You know, a show coming up tomorrow. We have a show coming up Friday. We did have somebody, uh, you know, we had Greco send us in a question. We got a voicemail that we were going to get to, but felt that this deserved a little bit of attention because it was quite the story for quite a while. And uh, Cameron Kinley has been given permission to sign with the Buccaneers and attend training camp from the defense secretary and official word will be coming from the Pentagon. This was reported first by Lucas Tomlinson of Fox News. Now, Divine Sports and Entertainment, which is Kinley's agency, issued a statement saying Ensign Cameron Kinley has been granted the opportunity to play professional football by the Secretary of Defense retired General Lloyd Austin. Kinley was initially denied his request to delay his commission, but will now be able to exercise his contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and attend training camp. Cameron is a fine young man, and we are very happy for him. We talk to every player we represent about our values and beliefs, and one of them is that we are a family and always support one another. This was no easy feat, and we worked tirelessly to make it happen. We'd like to give a special thanks to the NFL League office, National Football League Players Association, United States Congress, and all public relations outlets that work directly with us during this time. Divine Sports and Entertainment took a strategic approach in advocating for Kinley and ensured his story was told nationally. Kinley will report to training camp in Tampa Bay in two weeks in hopes to make the Buccaneers roster. End quote. Now, as for Kinley himself, he also released a statement saying, quote, today I was informed the Secretary of Defense will be allowing me to continue my journey with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and attend training camp at the end of this month. I am extremely appreciative of Secretary Austin's decision and I am excited to represent our fine military in the National Football League. This past month has been very challenging and I am I am thankful for everyone who has supported me in any way. Sometimes in life God tells us to be still. We do not always understand what he is trying to show us, but he always has an ultimate plan. The most valuable lesson I've learned throughout this whole process is to trust his timing and remain confident in the fact that God will always prevail. Thank you to my village for standing beside me. Without my family and close friends, there is no way I would be where I am today. I would like to give a special thanks to my agency, Divine Sports and Entertainment, for their tireless efforts to work through this situation. Not only have they done a great job representing me, but Michael DeSane and Ryan Williams Jenkins made sure to check on me and ensure that I was keeping my head up. I would also like to say thank you to Demory Smith, Joe Briggs, and the NFLPA, the NFL League Office, Senator Marco Rubio, Representative John Garamendi, Representative Austin Scott, Omega Psi Psi Fraternity, Incorporated, various USNA alumni, and the many others for their efforts. Also, I'd like to extend my gratitude to all the media outlets who reached out to help share my story. Lastly, thank you to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization for believing in me and remaining patient with me throughout this process, I am excited to get to work in
1: Tampa Bay with my teammates. End quote. Very happy for Kinley that it worked out this way. Um, and, and James, I, I might be alone here, but the, coming from the military, this is ridiculous. Like, this is this is absolutely ridiculous. First of all, there's no reason this whole thing should have happened in the first place. It, like. Players going from military academies to the NFL specifically right. is not new. Like this isn't a first. This isn't a first time event. You know what I mean? Like Roger Staubach is one of the most famous, you know, people to do it. And granted, he ended up serving and, and if I, if I'm not mistaken, actually went to war uh, at one point. But I mean, uh, there was there was a person, and I don't know the name off the top of my head. I can't remember. But there was a there was a soldier who had the opportunity to play in the NFL as well, a military a cadet from from West Point, and the Army. First of all, didn't stand in the way. They they encouraged it. They supported him uh, from the jump. And then, secondly, they didn't make him serve out his contract that he does owe to the government uh, for for paying for his college. Because don't don't be wrong. Like these these guys, you know, you call it free or call it not free, whatever you want to call it. They, like they go to school, and that's the trade off. Is you go to school and we get service from you. That's how you pay your bills. That's how you pay your tuition, right? But they let him do it. It was either in the reserves or the National Guard, and essentially. Every time they had a drill, he was like, if there was a practice or a game to play, he was excused. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the way that they went ahead and did it so that he could satisfy the legal requirements of, you know, having the education that he did from the military academy but also have the opportunity to pursue a career in the National Football League because this isn't something, like... Your average soldier is not going to get an opportunity or sailor or airman or marine is not going to get the opportunity to live this kind of a life, to have these experiences, especially playing for a Super Bowl champion who is expected to be competing for a Super Bowl championship again. Now, here's, here's the thing, and I don't want to be a downer, and I'm sure Cameron's already thinking about it. They've given him permission to go to training camp. And trust me when I tell you that that's what they've given him permission for. If he makes this roster, it's a totally it's a total different story. I'm not saying the Navy won't do right by him and let him play, but that's where things are going to get a little bit stickier because right now, basically, they're going to allow him to go permissive TDY is, is what it's called in the Army. They're going to put him on permissive TDY status. I guarantee you they're not going to pay him, whatever, but they're basically going to put him on permissive TDY where he's on active status but allowed to be somewhere else It's essentially a recruiting mission because now it's, hey, look at how good the Navy is for helping this, this sailor, this Academy uh, graduate do this thing. And look how awesome we are. Hey, other athletic kids who who are looking at military academies, look how great Annapolis is. But coming from inside this structure, James, it shouldn't have gotten to this point in the first place. They should have let him do it. They should have said, yes, go to training camp. Absolutely. And if he makes the roster, let's cross that bridge when we get there. But from Jump Street... Yes, give him a blessing, pat him on the back, say, go represent the Navy, go do your thing, young fella, go meet Tom Brady. If it doesn't work out, you have a life experience and a story to pass on to your sailors that you can come back and tell. And, oh, by the way, we have a great recruiting poster now. But instead, they drugged this kid through through all this drama for a month just a cave anyway, which I kind of knew they were going to anyway, because you don't want that kind of publicity. Because now every athletically gifted kid who doesn't make a D1 school and considers a military academy, they're going to go to West Point. You know why? Because West Point will let you play in the NFL, guys. That's what's going to happen. So the Navy can't afford this type of bad, bad press. So to me, it's ridiculous that I went through it in the first place. But congratulations to Cameron. Good luck in training camp. I hope you make the roster because I really want to see what the Navy does with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know he was on the Dan Patrick show. And uh, you know, Dan Patrick was getting very upset with how the Navy was handling this. And for anyone that doesn't listen to the Dan Patrick show, Dan Patrick has a very, very loyal fan base and listenership. And people started calling in after Cameron was on and they said, Dan, we have flooded phone lines and email inboxes and and post office boxes for far less than what Cameron is going through. Tell us who to call. Tell us who to contact to help this kid out. So there was like a campaign of Dan Patrick viewers and listeners that were just bombarding people trying to let Cameron Kinley play, and, and I'm not saying that's the reason that all of this changed, but you know people were passionate about it. Just let the kid play. There was somebody chirping, Greg Allman, on Twitter, talking about how you know, th- this guy said that the the this cadet should reimburse the government for his education because he signed a contract to get a free education and serve the Defense Department, and now he's violated his contract and should have to pay the penalty, and it's just like Really, come on, dude.
1: He is serving the Department of the Navy by being a recruiting poster. Period, and that's how he's serving his contract. That's and that is serving your contract. There are recruiters in the military. Like I have buddies who were or are recruiters, and they're literally out there saying, "Look at all the things I've done. You could be like me." That's that's what recruiting is. Medal of Honor winners. Listen, when when a a soldier or you know a military member gets a Medal of Honor they don't go to the president, they go to the White House, get their Medal of Honor, go back to work. Like they're not in the motor pool the next day, checking oil on a Humvee guys. They're out on the trail. They're doing appearances, they're doing autograph signings, they're doing interviews, they're doing photo shoots. They are a recruiting poster, okay? And and some of them appreciate it a little bit more and, and less than others. So believe me, every single time Cameron Kinley gets a little bit of press and it's Ensign Kinley or Academy graduate Cameron Kinley. Again, Every athlete out there who has some good decent talent but doesn't have D1 talent but then is also you know coming from a background that maybe they don't have you know the means to necessarily pay for college or they have a military background or they just have that passion to be in the military or go to a military academy, he is an example of what you can accomplish from the Naval Academy. Believe me, don't get it twisted guys. He is absolutely serving the Navy a huge purpose, and I'm not going to say it's the flooding of people who listen to the Dan Patrick show specifically, but believe, believe, you, believe you me, don't, don't get it wrong. Public outcry is absolutely why the Navy flipped, why the Secretary of Defense flipped on this, and I'm so happy that I'm retired right now because if this happened last year, this would be a different conversation. But, and, and don't get me wrong, I love the military. I love the branches. I love, I love everything that we, we've done. I love everything I've done, but let's, let's get it clear here. The Navy made their decision. The Secretary of Defense said, hey, there's a lot of negativity that we're catching for this. Let's flip it. And honestly, they're probably behind closed doors saying, look, he's not going to make the roster anyway. Do you see that roster? It's stacked. Let him go for a month. Let him play his game. And then when he comes back, now he needs to be motivated. Now he needs to be excited because we allowed him to do this and took care of him. And Now he's going to take care of us. But – You know, don't get it twisted, guys. He's still, so whoever that is, he needs to refund the military whatever. He is a recruiting post. He's an active commercial, walking, living, breathing, walking, talking commercial for any talented but not ultra-talented athlete out there aspiring to go to college. Well, we'll
0: definitely keep a close eye on Kinley. He may become a special teams hero and end up making this team because if anybody is going to make this team, you know, with a stack as the roster is, it's going to have to come on special teams. We'll discuss that more with training camp right around the corner. But for now, David, we have got to get out of here. So please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails and emails to 813-444-5841 and Locked on Bucks podcast at gmail.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Now that you're done with this, make sure you get more of the sports news you need in less time for the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. Go Bulls. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.